This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Gemma Glover. She is the Learning and Development Manager for I Am Learning. You can find out more about I Am Learning at IamLearningContent.com. They're going to host a webinar with Open Sesame on January 18th, 2022 at 8 a.m. Pacific time. What have we learned about hybrid work so far? So Gemma is joining me right now on the Learning Unlock podcast to preview that webinar. Gemma, how are you? Not bad, thank you. Not bad in a very nippy Chester in the UK. Well, it's that time of year, right? Where it's uh, it's winter time. Is it snowing? It's not. We we don't tend to look out on a white Christmas. It's normally kind of nice and drizzly and brutally cold. <laughs> kind of typical winter. Oh my gosh. Well, there's parts of the US that are like that as well. So I appreciate you joining me today. Why don't you give us a little bit of information about your background and how you got into learning and development? Absolutely. And um, yeah, so before I am, I was head of operations in a cybersecurity company for about seven years. And, and it was because it was a small company, it was an incredibly diverse role. So I did a lot of the standard operation stuff, you know, the processes and how do we do things better. But I guess the area that really fascinated me was the people side. So, you know, what motivated people, looking after their well-being, their performance, this kind of individual conversations, how we recognize people, how we, you know, we train them and um, that side of the business. Um, and then, yeah, in the last few years, I thought I've got to get into a job where that is, you know, 99% of my time is, is more focused on that, not just the the kind of op side of it. Um and then, yeah, joined I am in April as the L and D manager, and having um, a great time. It's absolutely a dream opportunity for me. So, it's been a yeah, an interesting few years with with COVID, but I feel like I've really landed on my feet so far. Well, congratulations on that. And yeah, I mean, the pandemic has changed so many things, and and we'll talk about that in a moment. But you know, in a nutshell, how has your work changed? since the pandemic started? Well, I mean, I joined, um, I am, I think we were just maybe coming out of, of one of the lockdowns, but it was still in that very, you know, confusing space of 
people having different levels of comfortability. Um, I didn't meet the majority of the team for a while. You know, we had a very sort of niche onboarding approach, which was, you know, the company were great in saying, what are you comfortable with? How much do you want to come in? Um, you know, it's a, it's a difficult onboarding experience, isn't it? It's very far from that jump straight in, get to meet everyone, go out for your welcome drinks. <laughs> so um, it was kind of a strange start, but, you know, I've been really lucky. They're very flexible. I work from home, you know, a lot of the time. I can come in when I need to, when I want to collaborate. We've got that, that open office. It's a really great, um, I guess, model for just allowing people to do what they feel safe with and what they want to do. So we're very lucky as well being in an industry where that can be supported. So you're going to be joined at the webinar on January 18th, 2022 at 8am Pacific time by Tom Moore, the chief operating officer of I am learning. And one of the topics that you guys are going to discuss, how do you combat social isolation and maintain connectedness in a remote office. So a lot of companies are struggling with this right now. As we preview the webinar, what would be a few things that you would say about how companies can navigate that? Well, I think some of the issues that companies are struggling with is how things have become a lot more transactional. So, you know, we bump into in the corridor into people, people aren't sort of gathering in lots of diverse groups. In some companies now, it's a case of get your job done or show up to this training with the same people. And we've, you know, potentially lost those opportunities to collaborate and to network um, and be creative together. So some of the things we're going to be talking about is, you know, the tools that you have on hand, the software, you know, the online capabilities within the business. Are they the right ones? You know, what, what are the options? Sort of thinking a bit more broadly for how you can gather people in different ways and utilize technology to support that. And um, because otherwise, you know, we're facing that risk where people are disconnected. They're in their echo chamber and they're not having those opportunities to learn from each other. And it can become very disconnected and stagnant. And, you know, we're not innovating. I think the timing of this webinar is good because a lot of companies in January are scheduled to go back to either a hybrid model or an in-office model. And what are you observing about that right now? Are you observing that a lot of people are going to the hybrid model? or Because from where I sit, there's a lot of people, a lot of companies that are just saying, okay, we're going back to pre-pandemic times. We're opening the office. You're required to be there. But so many things have changed since the pandemic hit that I don't think we can act like it was before. Yeah, I think it's incredibly difficult because on the one hand, you've got the business needs and maybe that's a preconception of how work gets done well, or maybe that's just necessary to the industry because they're customer facing or they're, you know, on site and that's just how it is. And then on the other side, you've got people's preferences. And I think that's the, the major shift is that so many people have reevaluated during these lockdowns what's important to me a big thing that's come out of it is that work-life balance. So people are looking at their commutes, they're looking at the hours they're working, you know, they're looking for businesses that can be more flexible and adapt with them because they want more time with their families and, you know, in, in their free time. So I think it's a competitive edge now in where it's feasible, not in every industry, but people are considering it as part of their benefits package and looking for companies that can support them in having that, that better balance. Um, so I think I'm seeing you know, a 
a significant number of businesses that are realizing you know sort of adapt or die in that in that space and um, because that's what people are starting to expect more of learning unlocked is coming up after this Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. What about with hybrid meetings? You know, I know there's a lot of offices that, as I joke, they kind of have the black box in the middle of the room on the conference room table and everyone tries to speak into it to the people who are joining remotely. Now, you know, you've really got to look at outfitting at least one conference room with some technology, with microphones and big video boards. So the people outside the room joining remotely have the same stature as the people inside the room. Are you seeing companies adapt to that? I think a lot of businesses are having to think about what is the office now, because maybe before it was where everyone gathered every day to work. So it's what changes to the design, to the functionality, to the spaces that, you know, are what people need in a, in a potentially in a hybrid situation. So yes, you know, do they need to invest in their tech? Do they need to get screens? Are they going to be a company that says every meeting camera on or certain meetings camera on, you know? And, and I think as well, what's difficult is if there are some people in and some people not, it's so easy to say, oh, let's just grab a room and have a five minute chat and then forget about the people that aren't part of that and can't just, you know, in the moment jump into a meeting. So it's that bigger consideration inclusivity piece of how do you put processes in place? How do managers support teams and guide teams so that they're thinking, what are everyone's needs? Where is everyone based? How do we ensure that we're still inclusive and everyone has equal access to these conversations? Yeah, it's an interesting point because there's like always the meeting before the meeting and the meeting after the meeting where people kind of huddle in the hallway or they go to someone's office and have a side conversation and the people joining remotely can't really do that. Yeah, and I think that's something that, you know, I think part of talking about, you know, what have we what have we learned from hybrid, what's next for hybrid is that there are some really tricky new problems that arise, especially if you have some people in, some people not, we've created a new landscape of challenges for the workplace. And part of that, like you just said, is those natural side conversations. You know, things are happening in different places now. It's not all online and it's not all face-to-face in the office. How do you, you unite those two worlds and make sure that everyone is, is part of it? I think it's a huge challenge. And I don't know that anyone's, you know, nailed how to do that yet. Yeah, I think it's all an evolving process, but companies like yours are, are certainly leading the way with helping employees and employers deal with that. Um, learning and development. What do you think makes for engaging learning and development content? Um, I think a huge part of it is understanding learners. So I'm a big fan of 
of Clive Shepherd, you know, when he looks at blended learning design and he breaks it down into the learning, the learners and the logistics. And I think that's a great approach for, you know, right from the beginning when you're thinking about this, well, there isn't a one size fits all. It's not blanket digital. It's what do people need to know to be able to do their jobs differently or solve the problem? What are their logistics? You know, where are they based? What tech do they have access to? What are their needs? Um, and, and starting to plan and design from that. Um, and of course, how are you going to evaluate it? How are you going to prove that it's successful? How are you going to check in with people and understand that it's actually resonating with them? So I don't think there is kind of one source or type or method of engaging learning or content. I think it has to be context dependent and take some real consideration um, of all those factors. You just used a term that I wanted you to explain a little more, blanket digital. <laughs> What, what is blanket uh, yeah. digital? So I think what we're seeing is um, some businesses that have gone, okay, maybe we've got this hybrid situation now. So what we need to do is move all of the learning that we do in the organization online in some way and we'll scrap face to face and this is current and we'll get this, you know, brilliant all singing or dancing tech to support that. And that's the best way for us to approach our learning strategy now. So that's kind of blanket digital approach, um, but I, you know, and, and maybe if you if you're shifting to an entirely remote scenario, that might be the the most you know efficient and effective approach. You might just you know if you can't gather people, it needs to have that digital um, digital component to it, maybe exclusively. But if you do have opportunities for people to get together and face to face is still an option, I think it has to come back to that critical thinking of well what is the best method here and and not to get distracted by you know an elaborate lxp if that's not if that's not going to not not starting from the problem so i love what david james says about you know is it a solution looking for a problem rather than a problem looking for a solution are we are we approaching it not not deciding that it's digital and that it's tech and some expensive um you know, support, are we actually unpicking it right from the beginning of what is what is going to support us getting this learning to our learners and their needs? And that should be kind of the first consideration. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers. Publishers like TED, and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. One of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is that things come from the top down. Culture, 
DEI, inclusion, you know, all of these things, but also learning and development is kind of the edict from the top down. If it happens, usually you have that L&D. If it doesn't, then your company doesn't have L&D. From where you sit right now, are companies doing a good enough job with learning and development, or does that need to ramp up a little bit more and even more so as we discuss topics like hybrid? I think it's a tricky one because L&D, you know, there's a lot of pressure on L&D at the moment to be that business partner um, and to kind of take a seat at the table and, and, you know, understand stakeholders and pain points and really sort of build credibility with the business. Um, so there's kind of a responsibility there of thinking, well, how do we shift to be part of those conversations, to, you know, to demonstrate evidence, to understand that it's not a learning problem, it's a business problem. Um, and then, you know, you might have leaders that are resistant to that, that don't prioritize L&D, but I think, you know, there's an opportunity here for us to kind of really think about, well, if L&D isn't a priority or it isn't working or the top, you know, the top tier aren't invested, is there something we can be doing? You know, is it upskilling ourselves? Is it um, making an effort to be in those meetings, understand the language that, you know, the evidence that they need, the data that they need, and really forming a space for ourselves to say, you know what, it's not a learning problem, it's a business problem. And forging those partnerships. Um, I think is, is crucial. Gemma, just a few minutes left. When you're developing courses, and I ask this question a lot too on this podcast, is there like a time frame of when people are engaged? So, you know, a stat I throw out all the time is the average attention span is nine seconds. So anything past that, if you're keeping someone engaged, you're doing a good job. When you develop these courses, you know, I've seen if you have an hour and a half course, people are likely to tune out a little bit more than if you have a five minute, 10 minute, you know, 30 minute course when you're hitting them with pertinent information and, and they seem to stay more engaged. What have you learned from I am learning when you're developing these courses? Yeah, I mean, all of our courses are sort of five to 15 minutes. We don't typically go beyond that, partly because of that reason, you know, because you have a finite amount of time that someone's going to you know, really invest in that. And also, you know, we're more overloaded than ever. We have less time than ever. So it has to be relevant. It has to work with people's jobs and, and be something they can access when they need it. Um, and, and ours as well is is modular. So you can jump in, you can park it and, and, you know, revisit it. We've got that blended aspect. So, you, you know, whether it's audio on the go or a transcript you prefer to read or looking at the course in sections to make it flexible, to make it adaptable. Um, but I think the key thing with any type of learning is they, the, the learner has to connect to the value, you know, because if they think it's crucial and to their role and it's relevant to them, maybe they'll sit for an hour and they'll really invest and make time for it because they can see this is going to really help me learn something I need to know or improve something. You know, if it's five minutes and they, they don't understand why they're doing it, they're probably not going to pay attention, even though it's a brief piece of learning. So it has to, you know, it has to warrant and stem from, is it what that learner needs, I think. What about interactivity to engage the learner, quizzes, uh, things of that nature? Yeah, I think it's, it's about what do they need to know and what's the best way to get that information to them. I think 
interactivity um, can be really good for sort of knowledge checking and, you know, obviously the learning needs to be the heart of it, but if they can enjoy it, if they can find it challenging, you know, if it sort of tests them and it's something different, they're exploring a topic in a new way, you know, we talk about gamification, this is what people choose to do in their free time, you know, they like to, you know, learning can be in that in that sphere as well and it can be really effective um, I think if you if you merge the two but it has to kind of warrant it it has to be it has to make sense for the objectives that you have from that content all right coming up on January 18th 2022 at 8 a.m pacific time an open sesame webinar what have we learned about hybrid work so far Tom Moore chief operating officer from I am learning will be joining us along with our guest today Gemma Glover L&D manager of I am learning Go to opensesame.com to register for this webinar. I will be moderating, so I will have the pleasure, Gemma, of speaking with you again. Uh, I have found this conversation to be truly insightful, and I appreciate you joining me. I can't wait, Brian. It's been a great chat. Happy holidays to you, and we'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.